G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dribble. Uh, I'm your host for today, Nick Zamet, and joined as always by my two co-hosts. What's going on guys? Lee here. G'day guys, right here. How are you fellas? Yeah, not well? bad, yeah. Yeah, not too bad, Nick. Not, not too, too bad. bad. It's been a big week, hasn't it? As always, every week seems to be a big week. It has been, it has been. It never stops in the NBA, so... Absolutely. Well, we've got a huge show for you guys today. Uh, we've got, we'll have our little notable results section where we'll each recap a game that stood stood out to us during the week. Uh, we'll just cap off some odds and ends things, little other notable bits and pieces that have occurred throughout the week. Uh, we'll have our kind of feature segment for the episode, our disappointments so far. So we'll ha- each have a look at a team and a player that mightn't have lived up to expectations so far. And we'll also have our return of Hero of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beauty. Sounds Let's good. do it then. Let's go. Alrighty, so we'll start with our notable results section. I'll, uh, I'll kick us off. Uh, the game I looked at was the Celtics and Clippers game. Uh, it was a, a pretty tight affair. We had the, uh, the Clippers getting over 107 to 104. Uh, this game did end up going to overtime where I guess in overtime it was kind of the Patrick Beverly show, uh, but probably the most notable thing to come out of this game was uh, the fact that it was Paul George and Kawhi's first game. Uh, it was a pretty... It wasn't an explosive start, the the star pairing, but nevertheless a pretty good showing from both players. Uh, we had Paul George putting up 25 points, 5 rebounds and 8 assists, going 8 of 18 from the field. And Kawhi put up 17 points, 6 rebounds and 3 assists, going 7 of 20 from the field. So, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was an incredibly overwhelming, well, not overwhelming, incredibly explosive start to that pairing, but nevertheless, they got the win and a, a, a fair showing, I guess. Yeah, look, it was an explosive start for those two um, as a duo, I guess, but you, you know, at the end of the day, it's their first game, hey? It's their first game, and they've taken down the Celtics, who have been, you know, the form team of the East um, so far this season. So, um, you know, if, if if that's what we're we've got to expect from the Clippers, then you know, it's going to be you probably expect it's going to be a big season for Nick. Um, what do you what do you anticipate with them going to the game with Kawhi and uh, Paul George? Um, I kind of anticipated that it would be something similar to this. Uh, yeah. You know, they both would have pretty decent games, nothing outstanding. Got to remember, we spoke about, was it last week, the Battle of LA yeah. segment we had? Check that out if you haven't already, guys. But, uh, yeah, just in trying to incorporate two huge stars yeah. is something that, you know, the first game it's always going to take a little bit of time to mesh and incorporate you know, a player of the caliber of Paul George. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid showing. I think there's a lot to be excited for. I think that as as it progresses, especially come finals, we're really going to see them kind of flex their muscle mm. and yeah, assert that dominance that everyone expects they will. Um, yeah, so for them, I think it was a good showing. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum had a pretty... I wouldn't say awful year last year, but I guess a bit of a a step back. Um, so far, he's been quite impressive this year and has 
just asserted himself as a bit of a star once again. Uh, he put up 30 points, 6 rebounds and 3 assists, going 12 of 24 from the field and 5 of 10 from deep. Mm. Probably the most notable three was with uh, 13 seconds to go and he to hit a three to send it to overtime where he absolutely broke Paul George's ankles. Yeah. Mm. Sent him... For a hot dog and then some. He was in all, he was in all sorts, wasn't he, PJ? It was. It was a pretty impressive way to... Uh, it would have been impressive if it had won them the game, but mm, yeah. nevertheless still a, a, a good uh, a good highlight for him, I guess. Mm. And, yeah. yeah it was... so, something that caught my eye. Um, Pat Bev. What kind, of, what kind of stat line did he put up? He put up 14 points, 16 rebounds... I just, he's not I, a tall bloke, is he? I, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a hound dog, I think. He's, he, he is. He's aggressive. Um, I love watching him, though. Yeah, he's definitely. A, he's a pest. Mm. Like yeah. Russ Westbrook mentioned in uh, his interview last week that Paul George does a lot of running around and not much else. Yeah. But yeah. to be honest, I absolutely love his work ethic, his, yeah. his hustle, and I think he kind of personifies this Clippers team, probably more so last year, Yeah, how they weren't anticipated to do well but just with their grit and grind you know, propelled them into the playoffs and a pretty good showing against the Warriors um, yeah but he, yeah he did have some game though I guess him back to your mm. your point there Roy um, it was a pretty back and forth contest 18 lead changes and another thing that stood out to me was the fact that Lou Williams off the bench put up 27 points mm. It's, not only do you have two inc- like all-time talents in Paul George and Kawhi on your team, but you've also got a bloke coming off off the bench and dropping 27. It's pretty yeah. a pretty handy weapon to have mm. and something that probably sets the Clippers apart from most teams, yeah. the fact that they have this impact player who, who can deliver. Look, yeah. I don't think I'm putting much on the line when I'm saying this, but um, this is an early call to start to start the season. Yes, I is it is the sixth man of the year. Um he puts he provides so much off that bench for the Clippers and he's always been such a such a handy, um, effective player coming off coming off the pine. So um once again remember this been... at the end of the season. He Lou will will be the sixth man of the year. Ooh, no I, doubt. I like that and I think it's a pretty good prediction. It should well it's kind of him and Jamal Crawford have Kind of made this award their own, and mm. yeah, Lewis, uh, sweet Lou, looks probably destined to uh, back it up once again. Yeah, I agree. Where you go, you go. No, please, oh, please, Lee. Well, we're we're talking about the people that had a pretty good game, aren't we? Yeah. But on the other end, with the Celtics, there was a couple, couple people that didn't have the best game, which we maybe anticipated that they would have. Yeah, I jotted um, down a name here. I'm curious to see if you... On the, oh, I just had I just had the, the likes of, uh, like, Campbell Walker, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Oh, absolutely. Well, the name you said there to begin with, Kemba Walker, was a point I jotted down. He only went for 13 points mm. and 4 of 17 from the field. Yeah. Um, it's, I guess, a pretty different role he finds himself in now. Well, whereas in Charlotte, he was the primary ball ha- handler, uh, the primary scorer, yeah, pretty much primary everything. Yeah, he was yeah. he was the team, but now he finds himself in a situation where 
there's a lot of other blokes. Mm, he's mm. he's not so much as a star player now, more of a key role player mm, alongside yeah. you know the Tatum's Browns, Haywood when he mm. was firing those kind of players. Yeah, well, we were talking about who a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about who had the biggest impact, um, whose injury had the biggest impact, and I think I said I said, uh, I said uh, Gordon Haywood, and I think this was one of the games where they really missed him. I would agree. I yeah. think he certainly would have made this a different game. Uh, whether the Celtics would have won or not is a question left to the imagination. But, mm. yeah, I certainly agree. It would have been a very different game with him in the on the court. Mm. In saying that, they've only lost by three in the end, the Celtics. So In overtime. So In overtime. So they still dished out a pretty good effort. Um, Last point on I, this game, quickly. Do yeah. you fellas, I, I wrote down here a little point potential finals matchup. Do you think there is a chance that this could be the case? Mm, I'd like to think so. It would be pretty exciting, pretty wouldn't exciting, it? Pretty exciting, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I reckon it's a it's obviously a fair chance to happen. Um, so far this year, the Clippers have been good without being great. I'll probably It's probably due to the fact that... Um, you know, Paul George and Kawhi haven't had a consistent run at it together. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely possible. Although looking at finals matchups, even though it's early in the year, oh, as a Celtics fan, and looking back on the you know two thousand and eight to two thousand and ten um, period of time, the Celtics and Lakers rivalry was something How good else. Would that be? And yeah. you know, I just I'd love for the Celtics and Lakers to meet, um, yeah, come the come the pointy end of the season, I guess. I probably couldn't agree more there. I think that would be a pretty pretty wicked matchup. Uh, I think either way, at the minute, it's pretty hard to predict, isn't it? There's so many yeah. strong teams in mm. both conferences that I guess looking that far ahead is it's pretty difficult. Yeah, it is. Anyway, yeah. fellas, we'll we'll move on. Lee, we'll move on to your game there. Yep. So. Uh... On our Thursday, the 76ers uh, hosted the Knicks. Um, the 76ers went into this one, nine wins, five losses, and the Knicks went in uh, four wins, 11 losses. And um, despite this, this difference in wins and losses, it was actually a pretty tense, tense game. Um, the 76ers trailed by as many as 17 in the third. But they came back in the end, and this was partly due to Mike Scott, who dropped three pretty important threes in the fourth. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. the end score was 109 to 104, with some uh, notable performances from Simmons and Embiid for the 76ers, and for uh, Nick's Morris Randall, and in particular I saw was um, Nila, Nila Kina, is that how you... No, yeah. I think it's Nila Yeah, you did a good job there. <laughs> He flashed some potential. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a. I kind of feel bad for the Knicks. I think they mm. certainly did not deserve to lose this one, and they haven't set the world on fire as of yet, but mm. I don't think they've, I guess, looked as bad as their record suggests. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they do have a fair bit of talent there. I think RJ Barrett. He was yeah. pretty poor in pre-season, mm. but I guess there's not a lot you take from pre-season. Mm. Uh, I think he's been impressive so far. Julius Randle, I think, mm. again, is a player who hasn't started the best, but I think, I, especially from his time at the Lakers, I, I rate him quite highly. Yeah. I think if given 
the right opportunities and I guess the freedom to express himself can be a pretty focal point of this team and yeah I, I don't know I guess something that my little spill up there that mm. I feel quite sorry for the Knicks because they, yeah. they did deserve to win this. They they probably looked the the better team for the majority of the game. Yeah. Would, you, would you agree? I'd yeah. agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think for the 76ers, for all the hype surrounding them, uh, they probably haven't delivered that yet. They, mm. Their offense seems to be lacking. Yeah. There's no, I guess, key, key man. There's no one really putting up 30 points or so and yeah, really yeah. leading this team on that end. Uh, their, I guess their defense and size kind of helps them alleviate this lack of the scoring, I guess. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting come the finals when they actually get matched up against quality teams, quality lineups, how they will, how they'll fare. Mm. I think this game um, displayed the difference between the good teams and the bad teams in the East. Yeah. Um, you know, when it mattered, um, the the seventy sixers outscored the Knicks by ten in the fourth. Um, yeah, and it probably probably just showed that there's a fair fair gap between the teams who will be contending in the East this year and the teams who will be contending um, down the bottom end of the yeah, yeah. Of the lottery picks, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, still still a fair way to go for the Knicks, but positive signs. In this game, I would have thought for them. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you agree with that, Lee? Do you think the Knicks have, well, I guess, been as bad as their record would suggest? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they definitely... They're a funny team, aren't they? they they're hard are, to get the gauge on. They're hard to wrap your head around. They haven't had the best start, obviously, but who knows? They could turn it around. I was going to ask you, I was just I was just looking around the web a bit. What do you what do you think of um Ben Simmons' start to the season so far, you guys? <laughs> um I think it was a couple of episodes ago I touched on uh that he he had a pretty average start to the season and he hadn't quite found I guess his footing in this season whether he's going to be I guess scoring points or mm. a playmaker or yeah, I guess what his role was in the team, but yeah, since then I think he's, I guess, established himself, well, not established, he always was, but mm. set the tone that he is the primary uh, playmaker in this team, yeah. and I think, I don't think it's really, if he gets 5 points, 10 points, 20 points, it doesn't really matter, as long as he's contributing, Yeah, I guess, in the assist column. Um, mm. Yeah, with that playmaking and vision ability, it certainly sets him apart from most blokes in the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you've got players like Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, he doesn't need to be a big scorer. Mm, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I've liked what I've seen in the last few games from him, and yeah, probably the fact of what he did in the game the other day. Yeah, well, I think that was the main talking point, wasn't it? Um, something that Simmons did. So he famously, before this game, of course, had never hit a three-pointer in his NBA career. He went, well, he's been uh, zero from 17 from the arc, not only this season, but throughout his whole career, like I said. 172 games, he hasn't hit a three-pointer. That's incredible. Yeah, Um, and that maybe accounted for, as to why he hasn't even attempted a three-point this year, (laughs) except for this last game on Thursday, 
he dropped his first official NBA three-pointer. Didn't the, didn't the crowd go up? How about that? that? They, well, were anteci- they were anticipating it, weren't they? The as commentator as... was like, hold me back, fam. <laughs> hold me back. No, <laughs> no, no, it was no, outrageous. Yeah, yeah. And here you go, here you go. Yeah, no, well, I guess in the excitement of it all, like it was, oh, I don't know if I'd say impressive, but it was a... It's a great moment for Simmons, It was Simmons, a feel-good awesome. moment, but I've, I've got a question for you guys and for all mm. the, the viewers out there. He's an NBA player, mm. making $25 million or mm. whatever, $35 million in the next couple of years. Should we be celebrating the fact that he's made his first three-pointer, point, three pointer, 172 oh. games, or should it... Well, he's was, earning that yeah. much money. Should it be, a, I guess, a prerequisite mm. that he is able to shoot? Like, well, the thing is, it was all it was everywhere, wasn't it? It was on Twitter, it was on the NBA, <laughs> around the NBA community, but not only that, I was flicking through the... The Hobart Herald, whatever it's called, to the sports section. <laughs> what? Hobart Herald is the Tasmanian the Mercury. Herald. Mercury. 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 <laughs> I was, okay, I was flicking through the Mercury. He had a whole page on himself. Like, it comes in. <laughs> I don't know. Should Hobart we? Hobart Herald. Sorry. Hobart Herald, uh, bloody Mercury. <laughs> but it just like forgetting yeah. all that, he had a entire. I was like, what's this? I'm Benson, and he had a whole page on his first three down in bloody Tassie should we should we be celebrating this I think well it was it was I don't know if it's famously or infamously but he it was one of them I I don't think we should be celebrating it really I don't either I think Mm. that's yep good on him he's got it but shouldn't be everywhere shouldn't no he, he needs to in this day and age the way the NBA has developed in the last few years it, it is a necessity that you can shoot threes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess highlighted in a, in a latter segment where we've got disappointment of the year mm. so far, the team I've looked at is notorious for not shooting threes. Yeah. And, yeah, in this day and age, as I said, I think you need to be able to. So, mm. it, yeah, I wouldn't. I reckon the reason at the end of the day that it was celebrated as much as it was down here was because he's in Australia. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Aussies get around Aussies. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. That's the way. Yeah. You, you're happy to be an Australian <laughs> on that Thursday because not only did he hit that three-pointer, but he had a pretty pretty good pretty game, didn't game, he? Pretty game, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Well... But we've got some incredible bias down here, and, <laughs> and the and the majority of us love Ben Simmons yeah. down here. So, um, probably in my opinion, it's probably not something that should be celebrated per se. But I suppose it's good to get that that hump off his back. Um, yeah, 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 feel yeah. good moment. Yeah, yeah, it was. I love the crowd and I love the commentators. Excellent. That well, that's yeah. that's the big thing we take out of that game, isn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll move ahead, Roy. What yeah, was what was your game? Yeah, so radio guys. Um, <laughs> radio, radio, radio guys. Radio guys. Um, I was looking at the Clippers versus the Thunder. Um, and the Clippers' start to the season hasn't necessarily been amazing, but I would have thought they were heading into this game as, as fairly solid favourites. Um, even though the Thunder, to start the season, haven't haven't necessarily been awful. They've just been sort of going through... Mediocre. Just yeah, going through the emotions to an extent. Um, and for people who watch this game, they'll they'll know that it wasn't full of highlights or it wasn't the most exciting game, but it was an absolute arm wrestle um, from from the tip off um, to the final buzzer. Um, 
So in the end, it was the Clippers 90 defeating OKC Thunder 88. Um, there was 12 ties and 10 lead changes for this game. So, you know, it, it was incredibly tight um, for the majority of the game. Um, no team led by more than six at any stage of the game either. Um, so you were always sort of on the edge of your seat thinking which team which t- team you know can make a make a run at it and extend their lead and you know you look at the clippers outfit in comparison to the thunder and you must have been thinking well clippers at some stage are going to turn it on and and you know run away with it but it never seemed they never seemed to come. to get mm. away from the from the thunder um, both both teams were pretty pretty poor from the field in the end. Um, OKC were held to you know thirty seven percent from the field, and the Clippers weren't much better with with forty percent from mm. the field. So I'm not sure if that came down to bad looks, bad percentage shots over good defense, or if it was the other way around. But yeah. um, you know. And you know, in the end, it was ninety to eighty-eight, so it was a fairly low-scoring mm. game. Not very often you see that lower scores no, now, do you? No, it's, you don't. If you look at all the games that have occurred this year so far, it's often points are exceeding one hundred and twenty for yeah. either team. It's mm. yeah, it's it's pretty, I guess, weird for lack of a better weird, word, yeah. seeing seeing that kind of that score. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so down the stretch, it was it was probably Montrez Harrell who who was the difference in the end um, for the Clippers. He was he was massive um, coming off the bench. He had twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, and five assists. Um, That's a huge game off the bench. It has it in twenty seven minutes too. Yeah. Twenty seven minutes. Yeah, he he was a force to be reckoned with. Um, PG didn't have the didn't have the most impressive game. It was a pretty modest stat line by his standards. Had. 18.7 rebounds, four assists. First game against his against his old team didn't set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination, but you know leaves it, leaves with the win, I guess. Yeah, he leaves with the win, and that's all that he'll that he'll, he'll really care about. Um, yeah, it could have gone either way though. Um, Paul George actually hit a three to put the Clippers up by one with 25 seconds to go, um, and then. Danilo Gallinari actually had a really good look. Yeah. Um, to win it for the Thunder. It's not, I guess, the bloke you want the ball in the mm. hand of if you're the opposition. Mm. He's pretty deadly from three and is, I guess, someone. Yeah, you you do want the ball in the hands of. Mm, absolutely. But no, he um he clanged it off the rim and and that was game. Um, it was inside the arc, wasn't it? Just to... yeah, it was inside, but it was a it was a really good look. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, I, 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 no, no, yeah. No, yeah, not even, nah, not trying to contest, just yeah, trying to confirm. Nah, but yeah, <laughs> but in summary, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a good game, and I think there's been a few games where OKC have been in this position. They've put up a pretty valiant effort, and sometimes deserved the win. Mm. Um, haven't quite got over the line, but I think taking their record out of the equation they've they haven't been too bad so far yeah they've been all right um cb3 was okay this game mm. had, yep. tw- had 22 points you know four steals he, he sort of not a bad showing sort of kept no. him in it um but you know it's probably not not enough to 
to, to take the W. To get them over the line. Yeah. Well, there's... Yeah, I guess that's three pretty pretty big games, big teams involved, and I guess, yeah, all, all the results in those ones have kind of gone down to the wire. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, the Clippers were in two of them, and both times just crept over the line, but... Not necessarily games either that we thought would be close. Um, you know, the Clippers against the Thunder. I reckon the many, many would have expected the Clippers to, to run away with that one. Absolutely. By double digits, I would have thought. Likewise and, with the Knicks game, hey? Yeah, And absolutely. Knicks and 76ers yeah. looked like a pretty one-sided affair on, on paper, but... Mm. Yeah, it wasn't the case. Mm. I think that's probably the reason why they stood out to us in the end. Um, you know, we went into it with fairly low expectations as to what kind of game it could be, and in the end, we were sort of surprised to an extent. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Good. Good three games there, fellas. Good three games. Yeah. Well done. We'll, uh, let's look ahead to our odds and ends section. So we've only got a couple this week, so we'll rip through them pretty quickly. Uh, to begin with, we had Carmelo Anthony in his debut game. He ended up starting this one for the Trailblazers, playing 23 and a half minutes, going 10 points, 4 rebounds, 0 assists, and 4 of 14 from the field in a 104 to 115 loss versus the Pelicans. So, yeah, not the greatest start for him, but mm. nevertheless, I'm sure that was, I guess... Getting rid of the rust, and yeah. he'll he'll bounce back pretty quickly. Uh, we had LeBron, the great LeBron James, becoming the first player to have a triple double versus every team in the 112 to 107 win over OKC the other day. He put up 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists in this game. So, yeah, you can't expect anything less from honestly. A very impressive showing from the king there. Uh, we also had, to round us off, uh, from Orlando, uh, Vucevic has, is expected to miss four weeks with a right ankle injury, so mm. puts a little bit of a dent in their playoff hopes, I would say. A team that I'm not real high on, but mm. nevertheless an all-star player, it comes at a pretty untimely blow for them. Yeah, yeah, great. Excellent, that, yeah, pretty, mm. a pretty short segment there, but... Just I wanted to rip through them. Rip through them there, yeah. and we'll we'll push on to our our next segment, our feature piece of the episode, our disappointments so far. Mm. Uh, in this one, we'll ha- each have a look at a team and a player that I guess probably hasn't lived up to expectations so far. And yeah, there's still, I guess, for these players slash teams, plenty of time to rectify this. But at this stage, this is how us three have seen them. Yeah. You start uh, us off, Nick. I'll start us off? Alrighty. Um, so, we'll, so we'll start off with our teams that have disappointed us so far. Uh, for this one, I've got the the Spurs. I guess before we get into this, I will, I will make a point that all of our stats and, I guess, referenced points, rebounds, assists, things like that, are before today's games. Uh, we're not taking anything that's occurred today into account. So, yeah, just everything that you hear is has taken place before today, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Spurs currently sit at 5-10. and 10. They had a pretty decent start to the season, but 
have since gone... Well, they've lost seven on the trot. Uh, it's They're two and a half games outside the eighth seed, but from what I've seen, it looks a million miles away. Um, their last game was a 132 to 138 loss to the Wizards, which I guess kind of highlights my main point that they've just got no defence. At the minute, they're 28th in the league and at 113.6 points per game they're, they're going at, which is it's pretty atrocious. It certainly doesn't... I guess it doesn't really matter how many points you're scoring. If you're putting up... If teams are putting up this many points against you, you're probably going to lose more often than you're going to win. And... I guess you've when you're conceding this many points, you've got to look to your star players. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge are probably two of the worst defenders you mm. could you could mm. find in the league, and put them together, it's no wonder this team is yeah as I said twenty eighth in the league. It's you know, every now and again, Aldridge is putting up 30 points a game, but it's mm. not enough to justify, I don't think, having him. Mm. Mm. I mean, um, their, their offense isn't terrible, but no. their, their defense is bloody horrendous. Like, they're just letting more points in than they're getting, and that can't be happening, but, can but, it? But speaking of defense, like, you know, I think it's pretty clear now that the Spurs team that we all remember growing up is no longer. No, no well, I... Yeah, well, they've made the playoffs every year since 96, mm. 97, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah, 96, 97 it was. So that's over over 20 years on the trot that they've made the playoffs. Mm. Do you reckon for the Spurs, it's almost at the stage now where they have to be prepared to rebuild around younger players? Um, you know, you touched on uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan before. Um you know, after those two players, in terms of talent, you know, it's it's those two, and then daylight, and yeah. then the next player. Well, so they, I, I think it's almost at the stage where they need to, you know, start considering um, blowing looking, it up. Yeah, 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 looking to looking to younger talent to to reignite things for them. I guess. I'm I'm actually glad you mentioned this. We we hadn't spoken about this prior to the show, but that. That was one of my main points in this segment, whether to continue on with what they've got, potentially scrape into an eighth seed, or do you look to blow it up and rebuild? Because, I, yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it, I guess a big point of the episode was what the Spurs should do, um, whether they, as I said, blow it up, or whether they push on with what they've got, and... I guess for me, I'm kind of in the mindset that they do, to a certain extent, blow it up. I think while you could still get good value for DeRozan and Aldridge, I think you should go with that. I think they've got the talent to build around in in Lonnie Walker, Derek White, players like that. They do have the quality to build something around. Um, and I think that would probably be the best option as opposed to shuffling into a lower lower seed and then maybe getting swept. Um, I understand that Greg Popovich is ending or nearing the end of his tenure, but yeah, do you, 
Do you kind of push for him for a last crack at that elusive finals hope? Or do you kind of set seeds for the future and try and... Yeah, I think, based around these young guys. I think at this point, with all the all the incredible competition in the West, I think um, you know deep runs in the in the playoffs for the Spurs are out of the question for the foreseeable future. I would have thought. Yep. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I would have thought that um, they'd be focusing on you know reigniting reigniting the franchise by by you know focusing on. Developing some younger players, and um... I'm pretty disappointed actually. The fact that they haven't, I suppose, in this early part of the season, they they were they were trying to push, but Lonnie Walker, I, a name I mentioned a moment ago, has not seen much game time hmm. yet. In the preseason, I thought he was probably one of the best players going around. Uh, he showed a lot of flair, a lot of composure, and just that. I guess X factor that you kind of want in a young player, and yet, yeah, hasn't hasn't really seen any game time. So yeah, for for um Spurs, like we we talked about last week the, with the Mavs, they got Dirk obviously, and then they they've got uh, Doncic recently. It's almost like Spurs need um someone like a Tim Duncan or a Kawhi at at, at San Antonio. I don't know what you thought. A marquee on player, I guess. Yeah, someone yeah. To, like a real. I guess household name to build around. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I guess DeRozan's not it. Aldridge isn't it, mm. and these younger guys are also not it at the moment. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think they do need someone to to build around. Like you, you do want a marquee player, someone that you can plot the rest mm. of the team around when you're trying to acquire players and. Yeah, they they don't have that at the moment. Do, do we all sort of agree that um, when the Spurs lost Kawhi a few years ago, and he sort of set out the majority of that season, that that may have ruined the I don't know the the culture around the, around the place, and they just haven't recovered since then. Uh yeah, to a certain extent. Mm. Uh, I I don't know about the culture, but. They certainly lost like a franchise player, yeah. And since then, they haven't, I guess, found that guy. I guess they were hoping DeRozan would be it, but he hasn't probably delivered to to the stage that we thought he would. Um, he's getting older now, so yeah. I for me, I think it's time to blow it up. Mm. I think that their young talent, if given the opportunity, can kind of flourish. But I guess with Aldridge and DeRozan being in the hot seat, they're kind of taking a step back. Um, We highlighted the fact before that they are currently 28th in the league in defense. On the opposing end of that, the offense, they they are fifth, which, yeah, is pretty remarkable, I guess, but... That comes back to what I was saying earlier, where their offense isn't isn't terrible. Fifth in the league, that's at one hundred and eleven points. One hundred and eleven yeah. points. Yet their net rating is still minus two point five. Yeah. So mm. hence why they are on a losing record. Mm. Yeah, and I think that that sort of shows that um, defense um, wins games. Pro- wins games. Yeah. Um, their defensive ratings are. Pretty pretty poor at this stage of the season. Um, their offensive ratings are you know up there in the top five in the competition. But, but still you look not at good their enough. look at their overall record and 
they're still one of the um, still one of the you know underperforming teams in the in the mm. West. So um, you know it might come down to to defense. Um, Absolutely. I don't I don't know what you guys think, but you've got to feel bad for Pop, don't you? You know, I, I kind of was hoping for a final swan song, yeah. something, you know, a, a deep, or hopefully a deep mm. run into the finals, but at this stage it mm. seems pretty unlikely. Well, well, they're at eight consecutive losses, including today's game, and I, I was reading, I don't think they've been there since 1997, so... Uh, well, yeah, kind of, I guess to summarise my point here, like the team I've picked... Do you think they can rectify this? Do you think they can make a playoffs push, or do you think it's this season? Season, yeah, this season or season already o- over? Mm, I personally don't think no. so. Um, I think there's too many teams in the West who are, who are on the up, and it is there's deep, just isn't it? yeah, and there's just some teams who are on the natural decline, and um, you know the Spurs are probably in that bracket. I would have thought so. They might, in my opinion, I think they'll probably just miss out on the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I could be proven wrong there. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Would you, Luke? Yeah, I'd agree. Alrighty, so, well, I guess there's <laughs> there's my team for this segment. Those <laughs> we've all predicted. I'd agree. You'd agree, good. Um, hold us to that, guys, that we've all predicted that the Spurs will miss the playoffs this year for the first time, well, in, like, just over 20 years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be quite a... Uh, what a thing, I guess. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll look ahead. We'll move on to your team, Lee. Who do you have for this? Yep. So um, the team I'm pretty disappointed in this season is uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, so usually when a team moves one of the star players uh, in the whole NBA uh, to another team, the expectations for, this se- for the season coming isn't too high. I'm sure you'd agree. Um, but I... Coming into this season, I didn't think this was the case for the Pelicans. Um, when they traded AD to the Lakers, I'm I'm pretty. No, they they got quite yeah. a hole though, didn't they? They got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, they got Josh in- Hart. Yeah, Ingram, Ball, and Hart, the, and, and the countless the, draft picks. The hey? number one pick, uh, Zion. and the number one pick. So Zion, it was quite a haul they got. And JJ Redick. Yep, they <laughs> they Pelicans fans, and I'm sure a lot of other. Uh, NBA fans had a lot to look forward to, but um, I feel like they had a lot to look forward to. But there was also some sort of uncertainty around yeah. the future. Yeah. They knew what AD would provide on a on a nightly basis, whereas you These looked other at guys. you looked at um, Brandon Ingram and, and Lonzo Ball, and as much as we want them to become superstars, they still probably at at the time that they were traded, not you know anywhere near. The level that um, Anthony Davis was for the Pelicans at the time, so yeah, for sure. Well, I, I kind of want to hear what you have to say, Lee. I want you to carry on here, and then I'm gonna, I guess, not fire back, but come back with something. So well, yeah, you, you press prepared. on. Look, <laughs> I, I agree with Roe. Ingram has been the the stats show he's been playing insane or pretty insane this season so far, and we talked about it on the on the podcast last week. Um, but I I don't think it's been good enough for the Pelicans. They're sitting at number eleven in the Western Conference and uh, twenty number twenty in the in the whole league with five wins and nine losses. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I I don't think it's it's good enough. 
Okay. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, I agree with you, but then you've got to take into consideration, I guess, the fact that they ha they have lost the number one pick in Zion. Um, I think when he returns, it will make quite a difference. I think, I guess, in preseason, they based a lot of their plans around him. Um, so when he went down, it it did kind of throw things into a bit of a tail tailwind. Uh, I th yeah, I'm I don't know if I agree with this. I think the Pelicans six and nine at the minute, so yeah, they're not they're not doing horribly. Um, there's a lot to be excited about. I think as a Pelicans fan, I think you can take a lot out of the fact that Brandon Ingram is probably up there in the most improved players this season. Uh, after, I guess, the uncertainty of his blood clot situation last season, it's been a pretty impressive start for him. Uh, Lonzo Ball probably hasn't delivered to the expectation that people no. would like so far. Would mm. you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Hasn't hasn't taken the next step. I know injuries have contributed to, to some of that, but yeah. um, you know we expected Lonzo to to take the next step um, at the at the Pelicans. I think. Well, well, I, I I like I think they're not going terrible either, but it's it's the disappointment seg yeah. segment, you know. So I like I don't I don't think they're going terrible, but with they they've lost their number one pick uh, for what that's a, couple, a disappointment. A couple, that is the disappointment, yeah. and I agree with that. Um, that before the season, you know, with some young talent already on the on the Pelican squad, plus the addition of you know one of the one of the most exciting um, draft picks in recent memory, where we're sort of led to believe Since that LeBron even yeah, yeah yeah potentially that we thought that the Pelicans could could be super impressive this year, and it's only early days, but I guess yeah I guess the the disappointment is that none of the pieces have fell into the places yeah. that we thought they would. Yeah, um, which has led no, to, sure. which has led to probably, uh, you know, below par season for the for the Pelicans in comparison to what we thought they might produce. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think, yeah, I I, I see your reasoning behind picking them. Yeah, I think if we if we were to do this segment at the end of the year, it'll be pretty interesting to see who we pick. I'm not sure if yeah. you'll pick the Pelicans then. Mm. I think... <laughs> bit early to tell, maybe. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think when they get Zion back will be the telling factor yeah. for how their season plays out. That'll be the true indicator when he returns, won't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's ASAP. I'm mm. very excited mm. to see how he goes and how... He integrates himself into the Pelicans lineup. Yeah, but yeah. I love this debate. Like, yeah, no, it's good. It's good, and nah, I uh, love it. I'm looking forward to picking this up later on in the season. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, so I guess recapping so far through Lee and I, I've picked the Spurs, and you've picked the Pelicans, Lee. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, who have you picked there, Ro? Yeah, so I've gone with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, they've had a disappointing start to the season, um, particularly after last season. Um, where they got to the Western Conference Finals, um, where they, you know, eventually lost to the lost to the uh, Warriors, um, but yeah, they, they've they've just dropped off massively in comparison to last season. Still early days, as we know, but um, I think I think it's fair to agree that 
most NBA, NBA fans thought that they would, you know, um, if not keep up at the same level as they were last year, um, sort of be in or around the picture. Um, so far, they haven't been. It's been, to an extent, a two-man show this year. Um, they've been super reliant on, you know, Damian Lillard and CJ McCallum to come through with the goods for them on a nightly basis. And in the NBA, and in particularly the West, you can't expect um, two players to, to, to bring you wins. It has to be a collaborative mm-hmm. team effort. Um They've, yeah. take a trip, they've taken a trip off a cliff, haven't they? They yeah. have. Like, really, if you look at going from the Western Conference Finals to mm. where they are now, lingering at the bottom of the uh, the West, yeah. it's mm. it's been a pretty sharp decline. And it has. I guess, as I think it was last week we touched on, mm. Damian Lillard mm. out injured at the moment, but so far to start his season, he probably... He, he couldn't have done any more. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess the acquisition of Carmelo Anthony is hopefully going to inject a, a little bit of a boost into this team. But mm. yeah, at the minute they're, they're in quite a hole. I think. I yeah. think as you mentioned a few weeks ago, Nick, um, the Trailblazers could be one team with um, Nurkic and one team mm. without him. Yeah. Um, as we know, he's he's not he's not um, taking the court for the Trailblazers at the moment. He's still injured. Um, but yeah, at the moment he, they they sort of seem to be missing that big man presence. Yeah. Um, that third option. Um, For just quickly on mm. that before you before you move on for me, Whiteside is mm. almost a laughing stock because his effort is absolutely atrocious. He's not yeah. fitting in, is he? He mm. may as well not turn up. Yeah. And I think getting the money he is and. You know, starting centre, the presence and name that he has. The only word I could probably use to describe is him is pathetic. Mm. It's, and, and, <laughs> yeah, he's white side, doesn't he? Not a fan. He's bloody pathetic. He's pathetic. Well, he Cop has been that. pathetic. He has been. And his effort is, as I said, the presence he has, it kind of translates onto his teammates. Mm. And it is, it's... it's if I was a player on his team, it would be demoralising. Mm. He should be a focal point of this team. He's in a contract year, yeah, so mm. you would expect that he would want to, I guess, show out. Yeah. Um, mm. If you looked at the box score, it kind of suggests that he's been okay, pretty yeah. decent. But if you watch his games, honestly, I recommend every viewer here today, watch <laughs> this bloke's games. But he yeah. is horrible. We we have seen his potential though, haven't we? At the at the heat, mm. I think what the Trailblazers need to do is look for that potential and how he can be used to his best ability. I don't know your. No, thoughts. I've written him off, man. <laughs> I've written this guy off. I think I mentioned the other week, Nick. That he, do we think it comes down to his mindset? Because his mm. mindset just seems um, fairly lazy. He'll yeah. put in a. He'll He's put incredibly in. lazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, man, I, I, this guy, he, as I said, contract year, it's a pretty weak free agency market. Mm. He has all the potential in the world. If he has a, even a semi-decent season, he is making bank. Not yeah. that he isn't already, mm. but the fact, like, he may as well not turn up. For me, I, I've seen a lot of reports that if the Trailblazers could... Add Kevin Love, get him oh, in the yeah. center position. 
I think that honestly, <laughs> I think that's the best move possible because Whiteside is pathetic. Say, <laughs> pathetic is the word I've used quite often. It's in understatement, the last few is it for you, Nick? <laughs> but he, he's a liability because, yep. as uh, take out the box score, mm. his effort, his defense, and just his. His mindset is horrible. Yeah. And if the Trailblazers, like, they're already, they're 15th in the East mm. in an incredibly deep hole. With him on the on the floor, they're not getting out of it. And it, it is a shame because, as you said, Lee, he has showed potential yeah. before. And when he wants to be, he's a, he's a good player. Mm. But I just don't know what it is with this guy. He's mm. shocking mindset. <laughs> Yeah, so well, you reckon it is mindset, do you? I think so. Mm. I think he's just lazy. Do you think money had the like he's getting all this money, so it's it's whatever? What do you think that situation uh, is? Yes and no. He's on good money this year, but as I said, free agency this year. Him and Andre Drummond are probably both centers, both well, probably the two biggest names in this year's class. Mm. Uh, there's. Huge potential, huge potential mm. to make money, and he's just squandering it yeah, at the yeah. minute. I agree. Well, at Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> at Hassan Whiteside, get him involved. Let him know what we oh, think of him. Be let, happy, let him know what I think of him because <laughs> no, it's look, diabolical. I, th- I think he would already know um, after this podcast. We know that Hassan's a. An avid listener of the Daily Dribble podcast, so <laughs> like every other as, NBA as player, as every other NBA player is. So, Hassan, if you're listening, um, take a good, long, hard look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> well said, well said, and I like that pick. So, yeah, I guess recap that myself. I had who do I have? I had the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs. I had the Spurs. Lee, you I had, had the, the Pelicans. Cl- no, I had the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> Clippers. Clippers, mate. I had the, Pel- no, the Clippers. Oh, are on. doing alright. Ah, uh, just to know, we've had a we've had a couple of cold runs, so this might be. <laughs> Well, that is no excuse. Oh, I didn't even say anything. You've had, so you've got the Pelicans, Lee, and Roy, you've finished with the Trailblazers. Or Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside in particular. Um, so that wraps up our segment of disappointing in terms of the team. Uh, we'll now quickly look ahead to the players. Yeah, so for this one, I've picked a player. He's been... He hasn't been horrible, um, but he hasn't, I guess, been as good as I thought he would. So I've, I've picked Mike Conley from the Utah Jazz for this segment. Um, the Jazz currently sixth in the uh, in the West, should I say, at nine and five. Um, I did predict earlier in, I think, our second episode, it was, in my predictions that the, the Jazz had finished top of the conference. Uh, I don't know about that at this stage. They've looked semi-decent. They haven't set the world on fire, that's for sure. And I think a lot of that does come back on Conley. Uh, He's playing nearly 31 minutes a game, which is... It's a pretty decent, I guess, total for minutes. Mm, mm. But he's only been going at 14.9 points a game, 3.2 rebounds, and and 4.5 assists. Mm-hmm. Which it's not horrible, but it's certainly well down on his his stats from last year. He's minus six point two points and minus two assists from last year, mm. as well as minus nearly eight percent on field goals. So 
You had I, no reason to think that Conley would be a negative impact coming off last year, I guess. Absolutely, and for me, I thought his role, and I was hoping his role was not going to be so much of a scorer, but more of a facilitator, mm-hmm. because there is quite a lot of scorers on the Jazz team. In you've got Rudy Gobert, who can sit under the rim, mm. uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Bogdanovich. There is that potential to get assists and be that primary playmaker. And for me at the minute, Conley is kind of in between, whether to be a scorer or a playmaker. Uh, as I said, he's only at four and a half assists a game. I guess for me, I'd like to see him at uh, probably between seven and eight assists a game and really elevate himself in that role. He's yeah. getting older now, mm. and I guess the explosiveness isn't quite there as much. Mm. I think he'd be much... In this team, like as I said, there are there are scorers, and he would probably be more suited to a playmaking role. So, yeah, mm. yeah I, guess, I guess for me, as I said, he hasn't been horrible, but he he hasn't been... I guess to the standard I would hope he yeah. mm. was going to be at. Yeah. So. The thing with Conley, in my opinion, is he seems like he's a he's a great dude and he's a great teammate, great leader um, overall. Yep. But yeah, I, I agree with you, especially in regards to facilitating it for his other teammates. He's probably down on where we thought he would be um, coming into this season. You know... With Utah, he's probably not on, not relied on as much as he was um, in Memphis when when he and, he was the main man, wasn't he? He was. He and he and Marcus for so many years at Memphis were the were the focal point. Now he's on a team with one of the best young up and coming players in Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. and and also Rudy Gobert. He doesn't have to do as much, but in, yeah, as you're mentioning, Nick, in terms of facilitating, we probably thought he would, you know be providing a bit more. He, he just seems, for me, stuck in no man's land. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah like, it's, it's early in the season, new team, adjusting to it all. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but hopefully, as the season progresses, he, he finds his role. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, as I said, I, I hope that is as a facilitator. Mm. If he's around 10 points or so a game, happy days. But I just want to see him at between seven and eight assists a yeah. game, where, yeah, he can, he can help those Bogdanoviches, Mitchell, Mitchell especially, yeah, because as you said, he is he's an incredible talent, mm. amazing and, leader for these younger yeah. blokes. Yeah, definitely, and someone that you can build a team around. And I mm. hope that Conley fits into that role. Yeah, like that he's he's able to see himself as a second, mm. or even I guess. To a, almost an equal second with Bogdanovich, yeah. even a third. Mm. Um, but Mitchell's the number one. Yeah. I think it was a great point that you made where he, he can't quite find that balance between scoring and playmaking. Yeah. Like he's putting up 10 plus shots um, from the field, but he's at 30, 36%, I think it is, from the field. Yeah, 36. So. Yeah. You need to take that into account. If you're scoring, you need to be putting the buckets down. Am I right? Exactly. And if you're doing the, you're right. if, yeah, <laughs> you, are, you are right, Lee. And yeah, that I guess just we keep on reiterating points here because we love to, uh, I guess, emphasise yeah. what we're saying. But mm. yeah, find your role and go with that. And for me, 
his role should be as a facilitator. Yeah. He's an incredible playmaker. He doesn't have to be scoring 25-plus points a game now because he can leave that to Mitchell and... Rudy yeah, Gobert, yeah, Rudy Gobert. There's mm. plenty of talent on this team, and for me, I just want to find... For him to find his lane and go with it. So, yeah, for this mm. segment, my disappointing players, Mike Conley. Yeah. Who did you have left? Um, so, for this for this segment, I've been very disappointed with him so far. But it's um, LeBron James. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's oh, um, cheeky little banter. Cheeky little banter. No, it's 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 Chris Paul and um. Good mate of LeBron James, actually. Good, good so mate of LeBron James. Part of the banana boat. Yep, and I don't like. I like Chris Paul. I'm not trying to um, like discredit him or anything, but he's just disappointed me this season. He's um, he's averaging about 15 points, four rebounds, and five assists, which is pretty low for the second most paid uh, current NBA player. He's at 38.5 mil, tied with Russ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. CP3, he's he's been so good for so long now, hasn't he? Um, but he's probably, you know, he's 34 years of age now mm. and he's probably naturally on the on the decline, which is... Which pretty is prone to injury too, pretty, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Particularly over the last few years, he's... He's probably um, on the way on the way out now. CP three. It's as sad. Much as to, it's sad to say, isn't it? It is. I like this from you, Lee, because this is another one I I don't want to debate with you with, mm. but I guess another devil's advocate. <laughs> devil's advocate. Yeah. I think Chris Paul. He hasn't set the world on fire. That no. was to be expected. Uh, again, new team, and he is on the older end of mm-hmm. things. Um, for me though, we touched on earlier about the Thunder. I I don't think they've been horrible. I think they've been pretty mm. pretty respectable, mm. given most people's thoughts heading into the season. And I think Chris Paul has led this team well. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I'm not. And it, yeah. Yeah. And I think there is. Like he, he's what was it? You said five and a half assists. I think five and a half or something like that. I don't think the points is an issue. Mm. No. I it, think again this could be around seven to eight assists. Mm. I think he should be facilitating the Gilgis Alexanders of the team and players mm. like that. But their their record probably isn't indicative of how they've played. Mm. Um, yep. They've lost a lot of tight games. Uh, highlighted again today by the fact they only went down by a couple of points mm. to the Lakers, mm. and actually the other day to the Lakers once again. Yeah. So they they haven't been playing bad. They yeah. just, mm. I guess, lack that experience to get over the line. I think I think uh, Chris Paul's uh, on floor like IQ is something that will never never leave. Oh, I can't be questioned his IQ. Mm. In terms of assists, so like we probably expected a few more assists per game. Um, so far this season, um, but the assists can you know it can often depend on the talent that you have around you. A hundred percent, good point. Yeah, I agree. So really good point. In his in his you know for his last few teams, he's played for the Rockets. He's obviously had James Harden um, on his team, and you know the Eric Gordon yeah. type of players who who have helped him in terms of um, getting those assist numbers up, um, but. Yeah, no. This year, this year he's got a lot of young, inexperienced players around him. 
Um, mm. Probably not knocking down the shots that they're expected to. Um, so it's probably to be expected um, that he's assisted down slightly, to mm. be honest. I think it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a funny, it's, it's a, a good, one. it's a good pick from you, Lee. I, I don't think it's untrue. I don't think it's true. It's kind of in the middle. In the but middle. I guess I'll pose a question to yeah. both of you to mm-hmm. to end this player. Do you think he'll be traded before season's end? Well, he is in the trade talk a lot, isn't he? Yeah, no, he is, and. I guess a player of his caliber. If you're a contending team, there's been a lot of talk around Miami. Yeah. Uh, if he if he signs or there, even or not. Timberwolves, I saw. Like he's yeah. been all around the joint, hasn't he? But again, like Rose said earlier, he's 34 years of age. He's pretty prone to injury, so you just need to. And it's a, it really is a horrible contract, as you said. Yeah. It's horrendous. It's just for a player of his age as. You know, as quality as he is, it's mm. just a ludicrous amount mm-hmm. to, mm. to pay for him. Yeah, you're in two minds if you're the Thunder at the moment, I reckon. Do you keep CP3, um, keep him for his experience and, mm, you know, yeah. similar similar um, points and assists that he's put up so far this year? Or do you just blow the whole thing up? That's probably the question they're asking yeah. themselves at the moment. Well, Tom uh, will tell one of fellas. I completely agree. So... That's, that's a great... Great point. Great point, honestly. Great point. And a great pick from you, Lee. Thank you, I, I like the the fact that... Yeah, <laughs> round, round applause. Round, round applause. On, the, on their feet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is good. And it's good that we can... You know, I wasn't totally on board with that. And time will tell whether whether that will play out or not. But be yeah, interesting a, a to good, see what happens, won't it? A good pick from you, Lee. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll reiterate the first two from me. I had Mike Conley. Lee, you had... Chris Paul. Chris Paul and Roy will move on to your pick for this segment. Yeah, so this is potentially another contentious one. Um, Mark Gasol. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's 34 years of age now, so he's he's been in the league for, for a fair while. He's been super consistent for the majority of the years that he's been in the NBA. Um, this year, he's probably... Taken, taken a fall to an extent. Maybe it's just due to his, due, due to his age and father times catching up with him to an extent. <laughs> um, but so far he's only averaging you know six points and you know ab- about seven rebounds per game, mm. um, averaging a career low in points. Um, so he, he's definitely not the Marcus Ole that we we've sort of grown up with as as NBA fans has been that that super consistent big man for his yeah. respective teams. Obviously with um, Pascal Siakam um, and even like Fred Van Fleet, he hasn't been expected to do as much. But then on the other hand, they've just lost Kawhi Leonard. So mm. it, it would have been nice if he could have, you know, kept up the numbers that he was, yeah, that definitely. he's been providing in the last, you know, the last probably... <laughs> Decade, like yeah. Decade, yeah. He, he's been a super consistent player, and I love Mark Casale, but it's just been one of those, one of those um, years where he's probably on the on the decline, like a lot of these, you know, veterans and yeah, um, as like his brother, hey, yeah. during the week getting Absolutely. waved Pogasol by the Trailblazers, it's yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I, I think a good pick from you there, Ro, but. A, a point that you mentioned there, like 
time. It's it's horrible seeing these players that we grew up with, mm-hmm. and I guess so prominent mm-hmm. during our upbringing. The the Gasols of the world, mm-hmm. uh, the Chris Pauls, yeah. even their their decline. It's I guess to a certain extent pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. Do we almost time's get, ending? Do we almost get caught up in the fact that they were so good for so long, and during you know you know when we we're growing up. We're watching these players dominate, yeah. and as yeah. they're getting older and you know on the decline, it's it's quite hard to accept. Yeah, as an I NBA agree. fan, I certainly can't accept it. I know mm. there's there's a lot of players who are nearing that that back back end, should I say, back end of their career. It is sad to know that I guess their time's drawing to an end. Mm. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I, I guess the thing that's helping me through this is. The fact that there's so much great younger talent coming yeah, through, the Trey Youngs, Luka Doncic, RJ Barrett to the world, different players such as that, uh, they kind of sub in yeah. for these these older players like Gasol that's subbing out. But yeah, I, I guess it's to be expected that his numbers would decline. He's mm. getting on now and... As much as we hate to say it, it is probably nearing mm. the end of his tenure. Mm. I know. I know with Gasol, um, throughout his career, I'm sure you two can agree his main two uh, key abilities has been his scoring, of course, and his ability ability to keep the ball moving. Yeah. Mm. And I think at this stage in his career, he's kind of um, he can't keep a balance between himself, between those two, sorry. Mm. And I, I've watched some recent games of him. Um, he's, he's passing up, uh, good shot opportunities yeah. because he's looking to pass a bowl, bowl off. So if he can find that balance, who knows, he might get back into it. But at this stage, he's a bit on the decline, isn't he? He mm. needs to slip, I guess, into a Vince Carter role, mm. like Vince God, that guy's been around forever Vince, in a day, but he, um, he knows, mm. like, he's he's pretty much at the end of his mm. career, and he's accepted that. Um, I think um, Vince had his 402nd birthday last <laughs> year, <laughs> 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 But he's still playing his role. But he's still playing his role, Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess Gasol needs... I'm sure he has, to a certain extent, accepted the fact that he's not a primary focus of a team now. Um, as like his brother, uh, Paul Gasol, I heard during the week the Trailblazers want to offer him a coaching role. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of similar in the sense, not a coaching role, but for... Leadership. Yeah, leadership role. It's well, you've seen Tim Duncan do it. Pop got evicted the other the other day, and mm. and uh, and Tim Duncan jumped in. So I can't. Timmy oh, D said, "I'll step up here, boys." <laughs> on that, actually, I'll correct you. We had was it what was her name? Mandy Mandy Rose was uh, it? Mandy and what happened? Something. She was she became the first ever female, I guess, head coach of a mm. team when. Popovich got evicted. I thought Timmy yeah. D went up. No, 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 no. She this, uh, what did yeah, was it, it, was it was a bit it? of a collaborative effort, but I think she was. She became the, the first back. first ever lady in the hot seat, which was a pretty pretty cool revolutionary. Thing yeah, revolutionary certainly in this. Uh, there we go. This day and <laughs> age. We're bringing out the big words. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess circling. <laughs> Circling back around to your pick there, Ro, I would agree. Mm. I mm. think he's accept he's beginning to accept this role, mm. and mm. yeah, he certainly is on the disc 
decline. Um, yeah. Disappointment. Big word. Yeah. Big word there. I mm. don't know. I certainly see how you've warranted it, but I guess it's to be expected. It's a, it's a you go. <laughs> I was just about you, to no, say. No, no, I'll go. You go. <laughs> you you but go. Wait, I'll go. <laughs> go. No, sorry, you go. Bro. Um, all I was about to say is that I think for all three of our picks, we've just been disappointed yeah. that they're In one way run- or another, they're different ways, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're um, you know, what they're putting up in the league. Is changing to an extent. Um, yep. They're getting older. We're a bit in denial. That's what I was exactly going to say. We're just yeah. we're just three old men. Old men. One old one old men and two. I mean, we've grown up with them, so two you can't bucks. blame us. Two young bucks. So. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but yeah, it's just just disappointing in the fact that we can't can't accept. I guess that that times are changing in the yeah, NBA. Definitely, and yeah, again, I'll reiterate. I think it's. A good pick from Euro. I th- I certainly see the decline. Disappointment. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, I'm disappointed the fact that his time is nearly ending. Mm. But um, everyone comes to that point in their career, you know what I mean? We all come and go. Except yeah. LeBron. Except for LeBron, yeah. Like He's going to go to the bloody Ford. And Matty Della Vadova. Who would have thought we'd mention that name uh, during this podcast? But... Um, hey, Deli, if you're listening. I love Deli. Shout no, out I to Delhi. I do love Another Delhi. avid fan of the Daily Dribble. He's listening right now, I reckon. <laughs> um, I would have to, thought so. To recap that, once again, so I had for that section Mike Conley. I've had uh, CP3. Yeah, and I've had Marcus Gasol. Good stuff, fellas. Good stuff. A lot of... Well, three high-calibre players there. and mm. Yeah. Quite a good look at how they're starting to decline, I guess. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll switch it around, so we'll move from... I guess the disappointing side of things to the our hero of the week and who's impressed us most. So if you guys out there, it's, it's well, I say, I'll say that we've we've, uh, we've we've actually stopped it at that point. We've had a little, I guess, three quarter time break, and we've if three quarter time went for an hour and a half, <laughs> hour and a half. We've had a little break. We've refueled on our our fluids. In exclamation with an exclamation mark. This seems to be a recurring bit of our podcast. It's it's all about hydration at this point. Hydration. So we've refueled on the fat lambs and we are. I don't say what we're drinking, (laughs) we may sell our pussies. Everyone loves fat lambs. (laughs) We're we're refueled on the corona, haven't we? On the coronas. Okay, we'll go with coronas. We've refueled on the coronas and we're back for our next segment Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week. Yeah, for this week, my hero of the week is Dwight Howard from the Lakers. Um, I've put Dwight down for a couple of reasons. So far, his play has probably surpassed people's expectations. Uh, he's been a pretty handy contributor so far, putting up six and six and a half points per game, seven and a half rebounds and one assist per game in 20 and a half minutes. Um, yeah, he's also shooting 75% from the field, which is, is impressive and handy. But, yeah, it's not only the fact that he's been contributing that 
I've nominated him, nominated him, should I say? <laughs> nominated him for this week. It's the fact that I guess he's bought into his role. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's not a starter anymore. Mm. He's a contributor. That comes on from what we said last week, doesn't it, in the LA, yeah. LA battle, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And He's embraced his role. Exactly. Exactly right. He's embraced his role and he seems to be thriving in it. Like mm. Now that he knows... That's his, yeah, I guess, his role. He's accepted it, and he seems to be thriving in it. Yeah. Um, I guess probably illustrated by the fact that during the week, on social media, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, he was copying quite a bit of flack from uh, social media users out there, and in regards to getting him traded, and pretty much straight away, Dwight jumped to his side and just, I guess, said, for lack of a better words, that we're all in this together. We're a team. Mm. And, yeah, like, he, he backed his teammate in, which is huge. Yeah. You want to be, build that team camaraderie, team chemistry. And, mm. yeah, I think Dwight... Uh, Dwight. <laughs> mm. I'm on fire. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Dwight is a perfect example of how... The, the Lakers' chemistry is coming together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I guess for him it's kind of redemption from yeah, not only his last few seasons with various teams, you know, Charlotte, Houston, but from his last time with the Lakers mm. where it was, I guess, mm. a meeting of minds. <laughs> yeah. With, with Kobe, he's, he's, I guess, redeemed himself in Lakers fans' eyes so far. Yeah. That... Yeah, he is. He does have quality, and if given the right avenue to express that, he can flourish. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, for him, at the minute, he's on a non-guaranteed contract. Mm. Uh, so, at this stage, it would be hard to argue that he's 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 earning his place, and mm. his role in the team, I guess, highlights the the Lakers' depth. Mm. Um. Through to about eleven or twelve deep, they've got quality, quality players putting up numbers, and who are able to contribute off the bench. Mm, yeah. You know, it's as much as LeBron and AD are the focal points of the team. There is depth within yeah. their lineup, which yeah. is, as a Lakers fan myself, is pretty exciting. Mm. I love this hero of the week. Nick. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily got to do with how he's performing from a, uh, I guess statistical point of view. Yeah. But he's back to enjoying basketball. Yeah, he I seems to be agree. like thoroughly enjoying um his role within the team. Um a quote the other day that he had was um that he's been playing basketball for thirty years and he's never felt as much joy as he's feeling at the moment for the Lakers. Um, it's crazy how it's much cra- you can see yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. when a player is enjoying themselves as opposed to not it translates on the court, mm. and yeah, highlighted by Dwight's performances at the minute. We touched on last week that whether it's on the bench, yeah. on the court, whatever role he's in, he's always smiling, always happy, always engaged, and is just you yeah. know he's not a key contributor to the team, mm. but he's playing his role and playing it well at mm. the minute. So. Look. I think he has a good mentality. I think he yeah. goes into each game and he wants to win. And I think yeah, he's hungry. He's yeah. hungry. And the Lakers was the best place 
for him to have that mentality, I think. And that redemption side That redemption, well. whether he play five minutes, whether he play 30 minutes, he his mentality is good. He wants to win. Mm. He yeah. could have easily gone back to the Lakers and still had the same mindset as he had when he was there years and years ago, um, you know, when Kobe was the main focal point of that team. But instead, he's come in with a with a you know a fresh mindset, and you know he he he's a new person. He's a new person, and he, it's it's oh, it's great it's from an NBA fan. He, he takes a lot of pressure off the whole Lakers team. To be honest, when he comes on, he's and in particular Javale McGee having yeah. that one two combo really helps. Well, I know AD. I I don't know if you've seen. Oh, you, he doesn't want to say. play five. He, he does doesn't. He? No, he doesn't. So for him to come in and play that five, and he's rely. He's not relied on, but he's he's gonna get the blocks. He's gonna get the offensive rebounds. Playing key minutes mm. at the minute, which is, I guess, as an overall, like as you said, Ro, he's not putting up huge numbers, but mm. his isn't... overall role and contribution to the team mm. is is a massive impact, isn't he? Yeah, he, that's why I've. Uh, Picked him as uh, no, my I, I hero absolutely, of the week. I absolutely love this pick, man. No, I appreciate that, fellas. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dwight Howard, my hero of the week. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll move on, I guess. We'll have a look at your your hero of the week, Lee. Who yep. have you got there, mate? Um, so this week I've picked uh, Bradley Beal. So um, this week he's averaged about 37.7 assists and just under five rebounds. That's not including today's game. Boy, oh boy, where we? Oh. Yeah, boy, oh boy, where we indeed. He, he As a is... Wizards fan, I can't be happier, honestly. Mm. Yeah, how he is single-handedly, I, I guess single-handedly, carrying this team at the minute. And as, I guess, mm. probably predictions went, they were predicted down the Bottom, yeah. Bottom stages nah, of the Eastern even Conference. Even as a Wizards fan, I predicted him down there. Mm. But he's, I guess, carrying them. They're like they're not yep. too far outside the playoff picture. Mm. And I think his numbers have probably gone unnoticed yeah. to a certain extent, given the Wizards' predicament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the numbers he's putting up are incredible at the minute. Oh, um, without Bradley Beal, the Wizards would, well, would they'd be, be at. They'd be looking uh, the equivalent of a Tasmanian local <laughs> team. With us in it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> and, us and, in and it. that's how they were looking about a month ago until he signed a two-year to you contract with the wizards which again like Dwight he bought in didn't he you I got, I couldn't I couldn't bloody you've be buy happier. into the whether it, it doesn't matter what situation you're in but you've got to buy into it No definitely with uh with John Wall out as a Wizards fan I couldn't praise Bill enough for uh stepping up and uh choosing to stay and lead a rebuilding team He's almost looked in probably I guess, MVP form, hasn't he? But he has. As, well, I, as I said, he, I guess it kind of goes unnoticed. MVP, but there's also only a handful of guards that are guaranteed to play in the all-NBA team, Yeah. Uh, which I think, with especially like people like Lillard and Kyrie not, not performing as well, I think he's going to be in that for the first time in his career. Yeah. He's well, heading that way, isn't he? He certainly is, and... Uh, I think this Wizards team, their offense is incredible. Frequently putting up over 115 points. They are, as their record probably wouldn't suggest this, but they are quite fun to watch. Yeah. And a large part of this comes down to Bill. Mm. They've, 
I guess they're kind of... I guess his supporting cast kind of goes unnoticed with Thomas Bryan, Isaac Bonga, uh, Maritz Wagner. Mm. He, he's... There is a, a bit of quality around him. Especially this week. He's won three out of four. Not him personally, but the, the, team. the Wizards yeah. have won three out of four games with a close loss, I think it was, to the, the Orlando Magic. Yeah. So, uh, I'd, I, I'd I love keep, to see them make the playoffs. I keep saying this, but as a Wizards fan, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, no, they've yeah. certainly, at this stage, time will tell how this plays out, but they've probably surpassed expectations. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I I like that pick from you, Lee. Thank you, uh, Bradley Bill. It was he's certainly been standout a, a standout player of of not only the conference but the league. So definitely, yeah. Well, I guess we'll press on to our third and final hero of the week. Have you got with right? Euro? Yeah, yeah. So I've got um, James Harden. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it sort of seems like a <laughs> like a fairly obvious picket Full-gone at the conclusion. moment. Yeah, as I said, someone someone has to. Mm, yeah. So up to this point of the season, he's, geez, boys, he's he's been averaging almost forty points. Uh, he's thirty eight point three points so far this season. Um, not to mention like the five point nine rebounds, seven point eight assists. Um, I don't know if you guys are the same, but. Me personally, with Westbrook coming into the team, I thought that his stats may take a slight hit. Yeah. Um, you know, a ball dominant player like Westbrook. Well, the, they are the two most ball dominant players in yeah. NBA history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I get where you're coming from there. Yeah. So you you kind of thought that okay, he's still going to be putting up incredible numbers, but in comparison to last year and the last few years in particular, um, he was probably going to have a slight hit to his to his numbers that he was putting up, but doesn't seem to be the case. Jeez, no way. He's 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 improved if anything um, on his you know stats that he was putting up in his last few years. Um, and the reason that he's a hero in my mind is he's leading the Rockets um, to a to a fairly good season so far. Um, yeah. They're they're competing well in the West, um, and you know they just don't look like they're. They're going to stop anytime soon, um, particularly with you know James Harden in in red hot form as he is at the moment. Um, you know, it, who, who's to say he can't keep it up for the entire year, and in turn the Rockets yeah. to keep it up for the entire year. He yeah. seems to be unguardable, doesn't he? He mm. doesn't. It's pretty inconceivable how many points he's scoring a game. He's at thirty. 38 points, if mm. not more, a game. It is absurd, but I like the point you made there, Ro. Um, I do, I'll kind of fire back, I guess not in, not in a debate, but yep. I guess a question to you guys. Mm-hmm. So for the Rockets, I guess their team's probably Westbrook and Harden, mm. and Capella to a certain extent. Mm. Particularly of late, yep. Yeah, but... I guess after that, it kind of, it, it drops off kind pretty of heavily, off. doesn't mm. it? You've mm. got uh, Daniel House, Rivers, mm. uh, Gordon. Eric Gordon's injured at the moment. Yes. So. But, but come the playoffs, mm. do you think they have the depth and firepower to, to contend with these heavy hitters in the West like the, the Lakers mm. and the Clippers? Mm. Good question. Um, it's, it's really hard to tell because James Harden, Russ... Uh, two of the absolute superstars of the competition. Dynamic, aren't they? Yeah. But you put them in competition with, you know, the LeBron, 
AD combo. You yeah. put them in competition with the Kawhi. PJ Kawhi. Yeah. And you just think, can they compete come playoffs? Especially when the next, um, you know, the next player for the for the Rockets in terms of um, talent provided on a nightly basis. Um, I don't know. It's... I guess after Capella, like there's there's the top two in Rossum mm. and Harden, which is good, well, which is phenomenal. Mm. And then I guess you've got that next tier which Capella fits in, mm. and I guess I guess to a certain extent Gordon. Mm. And then the tier after that. After that, is... it it seems to I guess drop off a cliff. Yeah, it does. Um, whereas the whereas the Clippers and the and the Lakers have a pretty strong bench. Absolutely, they go eight, nine, it's well, ten deep, I guess. And then you look at Houston, and it's not as strong. Yeah, mm. Mm. but I, I, I don't think anyone could agree with mm. your pick of James Harden. Mm. Um, no. He's certainly carrying this team, mm. and the the numbers he's putting putting up are incredible. Yeah, he's he's breaking records. Mm. I guess like Luca Doncic every game, mm. and. It's it's quite a sight to behold, isn't it? Watching it is. him is like watching, well, it's poetry in motion. Mm. Like mm. I said, it's it's I I don't know I don't even know what to think of it. It's pretty inconceivable on my end, at least. Oh, he's taking the piss at this moment, isn't he? <laughs> um, <Yes>. Illicit. <laughs> Illicit. Yes. I don't yeah. know if you guys would agree at all, but I think the general consensus for James Harden is that. He's very reminiscent to um, Roy Hancock when he was, oh. when he was coming up um, in the yeah. ranks. To, to Roy Hancock last week going yeah. one of 79 shots. Uh, let's cut that bit out, Nick. Um, no. But um, no, in all seriousness, he's he's gone to another level and he just looks like he's you know unstoppable at the moment. Um, do, do you think at this stage, I guess, probably at this stage there's four players, Giannis, Harden... LeBron and Doncic that I guess are probably leading the MVP race. Would you would you have Harden? In, I guess at the top of that, right? Uh, it's hard to say. It's a very tight race for the MVP at the moment. Definitely, I think due to the fact that the Rockets have such a good um, record at the moment, particularly in the West, he has to be up there. Like yeah. it's just you'd be ridiculous yeah. to say he wouldn't. But he's got some, you know, he's got some tough competition, um, as you mentioned. Yeah, definitely. LeBron, um, Luka Doncic, who's just had an insane, unbelievable start to the season. Um, it's going to be a tight race for the MVP come the end of the season. What do you, what do you guys think about his, um, his field goal percentage? He's forty-two, just under forty-three from the field. What do you guys mm. think of that? He's putting up twenty-four shots per game, by mm. the way. So he's, he's, he's chucking them up. He is, but I think. With this team, given him and Westbrook are the the two main men of this team, like Westbrook is a notorious, I guess, poor field yeah. goal shooter. Mm-hmm. His mid-range jumpers are a very low percentage shot. His three-point shot is uh, leaves something to be desired. As we've seen today when he bloody missed the... He bottled it for you, didn't he, against, uh, yeah. the, against the Clippers. Yeah. But I, I think... And it's pretty crucial that Harden does put up this uh, this many number of shots. Mm. Mm. Um, I think, well, he's certainly the best shooter on the team, the best, probably one of the best scorers in history. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, to, I have no issues with him jacking up this many shots. To put to put up that many shots, it's not something that you you can't just put up 
how many shots did you guys say he was putting up? He's putting up about twenty four shots per season. He, he can't uh, put per up per game. Per game. <laughs> <laughs> per season. No, uh, but he can't put up twenty four shots per game and drop an all. Drop them all. He's gonna have to obviously miss some, and it all comes mm-hmm. down to him to a. Uh, to error and improvement, I yeah. feel. And I think as long as as long as some of those shots are dropping, um, based off this season, the Rockets are generally winning. So it's yeah. working for him so it far, is. of course. Yeah. Well, just I guess to wrap up this segment, um, for me, I thought integrating Westbrook into the team, combining the two most ball dominant players in history, would be a bit of a concern. Mm. I think. The undervalued side of this is Russ, his yeah. contribution. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's accepted the fact he's getting older now, and this is James Harden's team, mm. and he seems mm. to have accepted that, which I really like, and I th- I think it is a good combination, and yeah, I guess to wrap it up, I'm quite looking forward to how they, go how they perform in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you. Excellent. Well, yeah, great pick from you, Ro. So There's our Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week. We'll, we'll conclude that. So just recapping for me, I had Dwight Howard. Um, who did I have? <laughs> who, who did I have? Who did you uh, have? You did have Bradley Bill. Right? I had you Bradley, had Bradley Bill. Bill. Pull it together. <laughs> yeah, come and on. And Ro, you had James Harden. I had James Harden. Yep. Excellent. Good stuff, fellas. <laughs> we'll uh, fire out. We're nearly what an we hour at? and a half in. One thirty. I don't know about you guys, but does it feel like it's been that long? Absolutely not. It's gone quickly, hasn't it? I hope for you guys it's gone as quickly as it has for us. Um, they keep getting better and better the podcast Whether yeah, I, from I, from episode one to episode three with the main row on board. It's it's been it's, a journey so far. We're three episodes in, I love it. It has been a journey, and it's certainly elevated. The, I think the content. Yeah. Um, so as as we're only one episode a week now, the episode length has increased, which yeah, I, I think it's good. Like we're an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as, most most podcasts go for maybe over an hour and a half. So like, and we give our viewers a week to digest this. They yeah. don't have to watch it in one yeah, one exactly. full go. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah, for everyone listening, we. We are. We do have a lot in the works. We do have a lot coming. Um, as a lot of you may have seen in our Instagram polls, we've been doing. Uh, I guess predicting who's who's going to win the key matchups each day. Yeah. Um, this is going to translate in the, in the next week or two to a, I guess a prize based competition. Um, we're not sure how we're going to do it yet. Whether it's going to be the most correct tips in a week or winning I guess winner plays on. So nonetheless you wanna you'd wanna tune into that if you wanna win some uh win some prizes. <laughs> yeah, well we're not sure what the prize is gonna be yet, but we're certainly working on it. We're certainly working on that and have a lot coming up. Uh new segments, a lot of new content. We're gonna be mm. kick starting our Oh, how are we going to do it, fellas? We're going to do Instagram Live or yeah. Facebook videos. I, I think one of the main things we're going to incorporate is um, some video content. Yeah, definitely. I love. Yeah, I'd yeah. love down the track for for the um, yeah the whole daily dribble podcast to become more interactive with the fans. So definitely, if we, if we you know do some sort of Facebook Live or Instagram Live yeah. sort of setup, uh, gives us the ability to sort of 
connect with people who want to have a chat about basketball. Yeah. We're, at the end of the day, we're just three blokes who are sitting around a microphone talking about a thing that we love, which yeah. is basketball. 100%. Um, and we want as many people as possible to join in with us. Um, it's not exclusive to us three. We, we in fact, want uh, um, as many people as possible to join in. So, um, you know... Get involved. Get around the podcast. I'm sure... Uh, uh, in spite of our Facebook, there hopefully there is a lot of new listeners. So I'd just like to say hey to them. Thanks for thanks, thanks for thank tuning you. in. Yeah, yeah definitely. So definitely. we guys, we we will reiterate like we're only pretty new as a team, but we do really appreciate the support and love that's been shown. Uh, if you love the show and what you're hearing, please go give us five stars and rate and review us it really that, does that's only on Apple I don't think they do it on Spotify do they it's only on Apple Apple iTunes even, yeah. even if you do listen on Spotify if you love it go go give it five stars I'd love that <laughs> no it, it, it does really help guys honestly it does help and we do appreciate it reach us it helps reach new listeners so that's and, that's and I'm huge. sorry I'm sorry for my description of how I how I uh, described what five stars will give us last week. <laughs> that was a bit of a mess. We'll probably one good. of your uh, poorer sh- moments. I probably, thought, probably. But, yeah, right. I passed okay. on to Wrap Nick. it up, wrap <laughs> it up, mate. You've, you've had enough. We're going to wrap it up there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've, I guess, got through a lot in this episode. That's been a big week. And I guess we've we've loved covering it, haven't we? Mm. So, yeah, we appreciate everyone who's listened uh, check us out on our social medias at Facebook at The Daily Dribble and Instagram at The Daily Dribble 23. Uh, you can also reach us via email at The Daily Dribble 23 at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate, as Rose said, all the comments, uh, questions, support. So, yeah, make sure to get them in and we'll, mm. uh, we'll catch you guys next next weekend. Excellent. Radio guys, catch you next week. See you next Saturday, boys nice. and girls. Oh, yes. Yeah, come on. <laughs> boys right. and girls. Boys and girls. See you later, guys. See you Take later. it easy.